Hello and welcome back to Happy Chemicals. I am your host, Christian Rivera. And uh, today I want to get into like a part two about sexual fantasies and control. So again, another not safe for work episode and a reminder also that I'm not a psychologist. This is not uh, official advice or anything. This is more of a personal journal. This is me sharing my thoughts and some of my personal growth journey, as it were. Uh, two things have changed. One, that I went a little bit deeper into my past and realized that um, that some of the patterns of the fantasies that I've had in the past were more about being dominated than dominating. And not in an extreme sense, not in like a BDSM kind of way, but just like a uh, more of a someone wanting me versus someone powering over or lusting over someone else. And uh, that creates the distinction that uh, I've typically wanted more. Uh, I've had more of an attachment of needing uh, needing more feminine energy in my life to care for me. And as opposed to trying to over, like basically it's saying that I'm overdoing the masculine. So in the last video, I suggested that, yeah, I am overdoing the masculine. And, um, and I just wanted to calibrate that because over time, it seems like that's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't typically present this. I'm, I'm not typical when I present it this way, but, uh, I'm a short guy. Uh, I have to overcompensate or I feel like I have to overcompensate. I've made a lot of peace with being a short man. I'm five foot four. Uh, but there's certainly a lot about myself that I've had to overcompensate in terms of masculine energy. I mean, I still, I'm five foot four and I eat like I'm six four, right? <laughs> and so that's had very much an effect on my health. And I'm, I feel like I'm on the doorstep of figuring some of that stuff out with my, my eating habits too. And Along with some of the the sexual fantasies, lately I've been having more masculine fight fantasies too, which are interesting in that um, I feel like my psychology is telling me that I'm, I'm overdoing the masculine and I'm needing more of the feminine side. Feminine aspects of myself, but then also uh, feminine solutions, feminine choices, uh, softer decisions. Uh, nurturing, you know, it's like nature versus nurture kind of thing. Um, more nurture energy in my life. And so uh, the other thing is that I talk to my wife about all of this and some of it is making sure that she knows also happy Valentine's day. And some of this is as an INTP being able to support how you talk about these things. <laughs> um, you know, as an INTP, uh, it helps that I'm an Enneagram one and I can be a little bit more direct with what's going on. But the nuances I think are important to have communicated to her. And one of the reasons I did talked about stuff here on the podcast and on video here is so that I can organize those thoughts first, talk it out and get a sense of what I'm actually saying, because none of this is actually about sex. None of it is about, uh, you know, aggression or violence. It's, it's a masculine and feminine energy. It's not male or female also, but it's, the work that I'm doing, the um, role that I'm taking on. And I think it's something about the role that I'm taking on as a father, as a husband, that is, is, is calling upon an energy that is something I acquired from my childhood, something that I acquired in terms of, of, of 
what I feel the expression of masculinity is. And for all of us, our expressions of masculine and feminine are introduced to us through our parents typically, right? I mean, if you've got uh, same-sex parents, I think that there's still masculine and feminine energy there. It's just not male and female. And usually you'll still get your sense of what is male or female based on, you know, the first person you interact with. It's kind of like a baby bird sees the first female uh, or sees the first person and they're like, mama, (laughs) right? You just make those associations from a young age. And so my father, uh, I wouldn't say he was a very emotional guy. I mean, he is, he's still alive, but like I'm referring to his past self. He is a, uh, he's a very emotional guy. And I think he took on a lot of traits that he pulled from his father and pulled from what he felt a father was supposed to be. So he tried to be more of the extroverted thinking, very aggressive, come home and everyone bend to my whim kind of father, but he's way more emotional uh, than that. It wasn't like a stoic like presence. It was more of, uh, in my perception, it came out much more whiny and it came out much more Yeah, I'd say whiny is the word, more emotional. And and me as an INTP, I was frustrated by that. I I think I'm trying to embody the type of masculine that I felt my father should have been. And so I'm uh, attempting to overdo the masculine, overdo the stoic. And that's then kind of repressing the feminine side, which is already important for me psychologically to try to integrate more of the feminine side through what is called the anima. And I'll get to that in a second. And if I'm repressing that more and more by taking on this father role, by taking on the husband role, doing more of the focus work, spending more time dedicated to getting work done and getting resources and managing resources and and doing all of those things, that I'm not leaving room for feminine energy, for nurturing myself. So that gets into the idea of, of talking to my wife about it, where I had to communicate to her that like this is not about you not doing enough. Actually, I had to express to her that I'm so grateful for what she does because she's taking on much of the feminine role, even though she's way more complex than that. And I'm also way more complex than that. We tend to take on sort of the typical roles because I'm a thinker. She's a feeler. She's an ENFP. But she does things in a TE way. It's very, you know, knock it out. She's very great at that. And it's a different kind of nurturing. And I have to provide for myself, the kind of nurturing that I need, which is, you know, caring for my, my physical needs, getting enough water and doing some of the self-pres repressed stuff that is, is kind of hard for me. Uh, but also making sure that I'm taking time to play and to listen to music and to dance and not just be so focused on creating the container, but actually allow myself to be in the container as well. It's, uh, and part of the fantasy I think is, is being, (laughs) this this almost sounds like a porn plot but this is not what i'm trying to convey that let me drink some water actually i went into talking for 30 minutes before i drank water and that's exactly the kind of nurturing that i need to give myself (laughs) um it's this this image in my mind of 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 men on the wall working on building the surrounding structure of a city and as a result, the kids and, and women are playing and 
dancing around, right? It's such a simple idea. It's such a cliche, but just track with me. Um, and you know, the men are working hard and like part of the sacrifice of being masculine, being a man is, is, is just, it's, it's inbuilt, right? Like there is this cultural feeling. And I think it's really the idea that the masculine typically needs to earn the attention of the feminine, both internally as well. And so there, there's, it's harder to find inherent value being a man, being masculine. I think women have much more of a natural connection to nature, connection to children, connection to uh, uh, the cosmos. I think men have a harder time finding our connection to the cosmos, typically through women. And, uh, you know, and women need to find their connection to masculinity through men, typically, uh, or through masculine energy. But the idea here is that you know, working on the wall, you're working hard, you're laying the bricks or whatever. And the hope is that like, someone's going to feed you and take care of you so that you can keep doing your job, right? Like, that's the idea of being sort of cared for. It sounds so cliche. It sounds like very nuclear family. And that's not entirely what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but there is an aspect of like, you know, working hard on the railroad and uh, you're, like to come home and like construct a meal for yourself or to like soothe your own wounds and do all those things. It's like, Oh man, it would be really nice if someone did that for me. And I think that's kind of the feeling that I'm having and that doesn't need to be Molly. Like it's, she's already doing enough. I'm not asking her to be more. Uh, and I wanted to communicate that to her, but it's more about me. It's, it's one of two things. It's either finding more of the feminine to balance the masculine or pulling back from the amount of work that I'm doing or the diversity of the work that I'm doing so that I can actually show up and be more present because it's the feminine part of me that actually allows me to connect with Molly. It's the extroverted feeling anima, the window into my shadow that allows me to connect with Molly and her introverted feeling, hold space for people and their emotions and all of that stuff. Right now, this feels like dancing to me, talking to you, just sharing my emotional experience, sharing my expression, and getting to a place where, um, you know, I'm kind of letting go of of the masculine uh, achieving, right? Which is important, and you know, I don't want to let go of that, but I think there's a degree of me that's overdoing it, and that's manifesting in those fantasies, and even to the other side of like these masculine fight energies of like convincing myself that I'm stronger than I am. <laughs> Cause if I were to get into a conflict, I'd probably get destroyed. Right. I have Taekwondo experience, but like that was a long time ago <laughs> and uh, I haven't been working out, you know? And so there's like a part of my psychology that's trying to continue to push the feminine down and say like, yeah, if there was something you could handle it, it's like, no, I can't. I, I, and there's a, I think there's a realistic balancing there, right? Of of not saying that I can't get stronger and that I can't take care of myself in that sense, but to realistically assess where I am and to find that better balance, especially again with like eating and food. It's like I eat like I'm six foot four, but I'm five four. I'm supposed to be like 130 pounds. I'm like 217 or something like that right now. Uh, I have a 
stockier frame. Like I've always been kind of a bigger boy. <laughs> so I don't expect I'd ever get down to all the way down to, to 145. Even when I was in my best shape, I was down to like 175 and that was really hard to get to. Uh, but, but the idea is that it's not even about the numbers so much as it's about balancing these energies. Uh, oh, I lost my visual. Hold on. Let me, I can keep talking anyway. Uh, there we go. That's better. It's the Elgato engine sort of re uh, needed to reset. So, uh, and I need to end this soon anyway, because I have a meeting in 15 minutes, but um, I kind of lost the main point of what I wanted to talk about here, but I really wanted to recalibrate those two things. Um, I guess the last part is to talk about the anima aspect because the anima is our relating function, not cognitive function, though there is a connection to cognitive functions. John Beebe talks about in his eight function model that our fourth function for INTPs is extroverted feeling is our, it's kind of the window into the shadow and it's the doorway into the shadow. And it has an archetypal energy to it. And mine is more of an Aphrodite energy. Uh, it's Aphrodite tends to surround themselves with pretty people. They hope that things automatically get done and they're taken care of. Uh, and there's, uh, uh, my anima, my inner ESFJ, my window into my shadow needs to be more of a partnership and more of a marriage relationship versus a sexual relationship. And we tend to do that where we have mental fantasies about women or mental fantasies about men. If you're a woman or whatever you're attracted to, whoever you're attracted to the opposite energy you're attracted to. And however that manifests that there is sexuality. It tends to be, it can be a power move. And so it can be this relationship to power over or power from, right? So again, if we're talking about what the sexual fantasies have manifested as, as like me having power over someone or someone having power over me, that's still an imbalance. And I think that's the shadow or the anima manifesting as, you know, telling you what the dynamic is. And so if you're having a power over relationship over your shadow, it just means you're repressing more things. And your, um, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of attention. There's a lot of, of, um, there's a lot of life force that's being left on the table or being pushed down. And then the other way is true is that if you're repressing your, uh, if, if your, your anima is in control, your psyche starts to take over you. Then people have psychotic breaks. They get into depression. They get into situations where, um, your psyche starts to envelop you and that becomes more in control and starts to run your life more than you are consciously in control of the trajectory of your destiny. You can see that when people completely let go of their persona or they overly attach to their persona, right? So I think that as an INTP, if you're overly attached to your persona as an INTP, that typically means you're pushing down the inner ESFJ. And if you're an, I, an INTP who is like very expressive and flamboyant and, you know, maybe embracing the shadow too much, especially the shadow ENTJ, the, 
the four shadow functions uh, being a little bit more militaristic, uh, then you're pushing down your natural strengths and your persona as an INTP. So there is this relationship to persona and shadow. I think that's really important. And my Aphrodite energy, my ESFJ Aphrodite anima energy feels more at ease when I take better care of myself, literally like, you know, doing, getting, giving myself a haircut and trimming my beard and, and, um, looking good at camera and dressing well and, um, feeling good. There's something about being physically attractive or feeling physically attractive, whether or not you think I'm attractive or not, it's not relevant. What I'm saying is that I feel it. And then my, my, my psyche rests into that. Right. So there's the anima shadow, which I think has its own archetype. And then there's the shadow shadow, you know, there's the four inferior functions, uh, for an INTP that would be like an ENTJ, T E N I S E F I. And, that has its own archetype. For me, it's kind of a Hera archetype. And that means honoring my relationship and, and all of that. Hera and Aphrodite have kind of opposing energy. So that's interesting on its own, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, you know, Aphrodite requires, or I should say extroverted feeling in terms of relating and the relating function, getting to know our shadow. We get to know what's going on within our shadow by relating to other people. Sometimes that's being triggered by them. Sometimes that's learning something about them that you're like, Oh, I didn't realize that about myself by talking to you about it. Usually that's the opposing energy. That's for me, it would be feminine energy for uh, someone who identifies with feminine energy. That would be masculine energy through the animus. And, uh, it's, it's important to connect and communicate. So some of that is, why I'm doing this because I do get some great comments from these videos and I love being able to find out where you are and what you're thinking and, um, fixing some of this because, you know, Molly and I were having some issues where we were just like missing each other, right? Like I was f too far into the masculine and not accessing my relating function. I was not ex accessing extroverted feeling to be able to connect with her. I was not bringing my own nurturing energy to the table. I was being too far too masculine, especially the more imaginative fantasy of who I think masculine is or should be right. Versus like who I actually am and more of the balancing point of those things. So, you know, that's the tricky, that's the tricky part in all of this is like, there's a ton of nuances as to like in what areas I'm being too masculine versus not feminine versus needing to be more feminine and all of that stuff. And what does that actually mean? Right. How does that translate to actual coaching advice for myself? And, uh, I'm figuring some of that out and I will share some of those things as they make more sense. But I think it's starting with the basics and, and more self-preservation needs, almost being effy to myself, you know, meeting my own needs, um, and, you know, making sure I have enough food and water and I'm going to the bathroom when I need to go to the bathroom one major adjustment I'm making is with one of my clients, I was doing work that was taxing myself too much. Uh, it was, it was in my, it was not in my zone of genius. So I'm actually having that meeting soon to recalibrate some of that stuff and to make sure that I'm not pushing myself too hard so that, um, you know, I'm becoming resentful, which is some of my Enneagram one work is, is working on my relationship to resentment.
So, uh, in essence, you know, this idea of, of, of sexual fantasies is not about fantasies at all. It's not about sex at all, I should say. It's about what my psychology is telling me that I'm needing or lacking or putting too much effort into. And what is the counterbalance? What do I need in return? What am I not giving myself? And what am I not giving my inner ESFJ, right? Or what am I not allowing my inner ESFJ to do, which is to nurture me and to make sure I look good and I feel good (laughs) and that I have places to express myself that I'm meeting with friends and I'm hosting people or, you know, doing some of the ESFJ things that allow for my shadow to actually connect with people. And I think as an INTP, we have a little bit of advantage an advantage because relating FE is already a relating function as a cognitive function. And then having it be our relating function, it does double duty as getting to know ourselves through getting to know other people. For other personality types, that might be a different kind of a challenge. It is a different kind of a challenge, but, um, you know, that's not what we're getting into here. So, uh, I'm going to wrap this up, but I appreciate you listening to this. I think this kind of completes this little mini series. Um, there'll probably be more on this stuff as I figure out some more things, but right now I think the, the path for me is, is taking care of myself, letting my my inner ESFJ uh, do its magic of making sure that I, you know, I look good. I smell good. I, I doing my hygiene. I'm taking good care of myself. I'm making my bed. I'm kind of doing some meeting appointments and, and uh, connecting with people and, and doing some of those things and not getting too far into the masculine side of things of being too analytic and being too focused on work and numbers and, all of these things and finding a better balance, right? So I would love to know if any of this is connecting with you, if you have anything related to your story that connects to some of these ideas. Um, Especially so, I think it's interesting to talk about this idea of sexual fantasies related to what our psychology is telling us. And it's not about sex itself. It's not a shame thing. And I think that's the biggest shift I've needed to make is that it's, it's actually a point of curiosity. It's not, you know, most of the time, the way out is through, right? And this is no different is like, what is this? What is this telling me? What is my psychology attaching to? And why is it attaching to it? Why is it attaching to this as a means of, of, of getting my needs met or pleasure? Or what am I doing to my psyche, to my shadow that is requesting something of me to make an adjustment? And uh, I suspect that if I make this adjustment, then the sexual fantasy side won't be relevant because I'll be relating to my wife more, first of all, and then relating to people and having those connections. And I, and it will be less about domination or submission, but more about an equal balance, which I think is, is, is true to all of the universe of, of needing an, uh, a solid balance between masculine and feminine energies to make sure that, uh, the containers are strong, but we're not just focused on building the containers all the time that we're actually dancing and playing and enjoying ourselves and living life, creating, living, playing and all that fun stuff. So, um, happychemicals.org is the website. If you're an INTP, happy Valentine's day. We have a 
course on there that Molly and I created about INTP relationships and uh, what we've done to foster our relationship over the last five years. Um, that's a really good course that if you're interested in that, that's a good, no better time than now to go check that out. Uh, and also on YouTube here, I'm trying to, I would like to, I'm, I'm expressing an ideal more than a plan, but I would like to have more people sign up to, there's a join button under this video here on YouTube where you can join the YouTube community for this channel. And I would love to start making premium videos for people who subscribe. And it's like three to $5 to do that. It's a low cost, very adventure. And by doing that, I want to be able to give you value by answering questions for you and doing longer form videos about INTPs or shadow or psychology or uh, anything that comes up that you've come across on this channel that you feel like I could help answer your questions with. So if you do that, leave a question below, then sign up. And then one of the first videos I'll do is to answer that question. Does that make sense? So uh, I'd love that. And I'm going to try to nurture that and see if we can start to build a little community here. That'd be pretty cool. So with all that said, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. My name is Christian Rivera. Thanks for watching and listening to Happy Chemicals. And uh, I think that's all I've got to plug. Oh, Substack. Let's go see note.substack.com. I do some writing there as well. You can go check that out. So I appreciate you. Catch you next time. See ya.